Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tech Cat Show. Today, in this fabulous month of December, with everybody getting ready for the holidays, we are going to have a fabulous conversation on one of the hottest topics right now in the advertising, marketing, and content space, and that is set around the conversation about advanced television ad solutions and how do we manage, monetize, and really focus on landing the plane in this crazy world right now where there's all sorts of different media platforms, new consumer behaviors, and a plethora of tech to to tackle it. So we're going to talk today to the fabulous Jacqueline Corbelli, who is the founder, chairman, and CEO of Brightline. Let's have a big tech cat welcome for Jacqueline. (laughs) All right, everyone, calm down. Calm down. (laughs) So Jacqueline, hello and welcome to the Tech Cat Show. Thanks. Hi, guys. I'm happy to be with you. Well, we are excited to talk to you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your background, because you are basically running this really hot company that is sitting at the center of a lot of excitement. So give us a sense of how you came to, to found Brightline and what your background is. It's um, thank you. Um, it's a, such an exciting time for us. I, I, you know, the company was founded back in 2003, um, and we've been, <clears throat> I've been <clears throat> waiting for this moment that that is upon us now in the in the television uh, in television. And now that it is, as you said, so much going on, it couldn't be more exciting. The company is um, is a, a technology solution suite um, for TV networks uh, who are creating. Uh, Basically, streaming their their programs right over over the top um, in the living room, whether it's through a, a smart TV or a Roku or an Amazon Fire TV stick or a Xbox or PlayStation, all the ways that we're watching things like Netflix and Hulu. We have a technology solution suite that allows these folks to sell ads that are more than a thirty second commercial. They're dynamic and personalized. Um, it, they can be interactive. Um, they they are located to, you know, targeted uh, it, to where you uh, are when you're watching them. And so it's an exciting time, for, I think, an exciting time for the viewer as much as anything. Now, you have a background. I think this, I always think it's so interesting how people get to where they are. Um, you have a background as a change agent because you have, you worked in as an ec- economist or with an economist. Can you give us a little sense about that? <laughs> Well, my um, yes, I will. I, you're referring to the the uh, amazing uh, Jeffrey Sachs, um, who is a, a pretty world renowned actually at these uh, at this point um, macroeconomist, originally out of Harvard, um, now with uh, the Columbia University um, Earth Institute, um, and we did a, a lot of you know extensive, uh, very deep work um, in Africa over the last ten years. Uh, it was a economic development program that um, he designed and um, I uh, oversaw um, as the chairman of the board. It was called uh, Millennium Villages Project, um, and it was across 10 countries in the, um, in the famine 
Commonwealth of Africa. Um, it was a 2005 to 2015 undertaking, um, and it was a very holistic approach um, across education and water and food and energy uh, and infrastructure. Um, and it was a it was an incredible opportunity and an amazing first time uh, undertaking um, that was blessed by the United Nations, etc. But my, my change management background actually didn't start there. It was the way I persuaded folks that were leading that project to uh, that I had some value to bring to the equation, and they and they fell for it. No, they they uh, <laughs> they, they agreed, and and so my way in there was really um, 15 years in uh, in finance, 12 of which were um, in change management in very large corporate settings um, where we would uh, um, take whole companies through a 12-month program followed by a 12-month implementation program to to make fundamental change within those organizations. And so um, change management sort of, you know, basically was – um, was uncovered. My, you know, my propensity toward it, my love for it, was really uncovered in that in that environment. And then it's been sort of, hmm, where else can I go with this, uh, you know, with this uh, incredible passion and desire? So um, we feel like we're doing a lot of that here at Brightline as well. Um, you know, when we came into the marketplace back in 2003, it was with this idea um, that it wasn't. Excuse me. It was inevitable that the computer screen and the TV screen would merge somehow at some point. It, it seemed, you know, the only unclear thing was, or things were how and when, right? But but if you eliminate how and when, um, and step back even further and thought about who ultimately benefits when when those changes come to pass, it was clear to me in the first place that we did, consumers did, because um, I wasn't a big fan of advertising, uh, especially television advertising. Um, and to me, if I felt that if we could bring to the marketplace a, a means, right, by which the big brands who are spending $70 billion a year on the television medium could actually delight the viewer um, versus give them an opportunity to, to grab uh, something in the refrigerator during a commercial break, right, that it would be worth a lot, right, to them, um, to the uh, network, right, who was monetizing those ads, um, and more than anything to us, the viewer. And that, that was really the basis for, for getting into, into television advertising and seeing it as a, as a change game um, um, that could happen uh, at, at the highest level over time. And when you, um, th- this is just something really interesting in your background, just while we're still on this, is that you're doing some work with the Vatican, which is so yeah. fascinating. So tell us a little bit about that, and then we're going to jump right into where the business is going. Sure, sure. Look, um, I, I'm, I'm always, I always struggle um, to find language that, describes how incredible it is to be doing work with the Vatican and and, um, Father um, uh, Pope Francis, the Holy Father. Um, It really did grow out of the work that um, Jeff uh, led and I partnered with him on uh, at the UN for the Millennium Villages Project. And what the UN uh, did is embraced um, something uh, that was launched uh, late last year called the Sustainable Development Goals, 17 goals that um, countries around the globe have signed up for. Um, at the top of the list is to eliminate poverty, but uh, also among them is, is you know, sustainable cities and um, gender equality in the workplace, etc. And 
as you can imagine, um, I got right behind that. Um, and it was the, the Vatican who took a specific interest in how much global support had been raised uh, 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 around these goals. Um, and, of course, uh, Father, um, the Holy Father is, is such a, you know, he has poverty right at the center, of, is, a, is a centerpiece of everything he does. And so when he asked me um, as part of a group um, that also included Jeff um, to be part of this special steering group for something called Ethics in Action, um, it was just an incredible, incredible honor. Um, and that's a project that we kicked off actually a couple of months ago, um, and it will run for the for the next three years. And so um, that's my work with the Vatican um, that I'm focused on right now. God, that is so wonderful because uh, I know that everybody in this business, and it's such an exciting time for our business, is always looking for ways to impact the world bigger than just the business that we're in. And so you're kind of hitting it right out of the park right away. And, oh, um, thank and he, you. He, and he's such a cool pope too. I mean, I think in uh, as as a, I'm an extremely liberal person, and he is all the stuff that he's doing is just so fantastic. So, what a, what a great honor for you. Thank you. I mean, I think he's just about as cool as it gets. Um, he and, really is. Um, you know, and just shaking things up so hard that I think we, you know, his his thing when people meet him, they you know they meet him. He says to, he tells everybody pray for me, and you know what? We should because he's shaking a lot of trees. He's not making a. Uh, some people are really unhappy with what he's doing, as you can imagine. Um, yeah, given the yeah. outcome of our election and things like that. So, yeah. so, um, so yeah. I mean, he's just an incredible, extraordinary being. I would put it that way. That's so cool, and this is what's so exciting about uh, TV biz is uh, who it takes you to, and all of this. Well, and so a lot of what you're doing, though, as as Brightline, is really. Um, helping advertisers and media pub publishers scale because one of the complexities, and we'll get into this when we come back from commercial break, is that there are so many different platforms. So have you found advertisers coming to you and said, saying, oh, my God, help me scale this? You know, because it's so crazy. Oh, that was the that was at the top of the list of the problems that at big advertisers asked us to solve for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the ten years that we spent helping them understand how behaviors were changing in the living room, it, it every time we did a, a sort of successful took a successful step together and 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 learned more. It was about how can we scale this? How quickly can we scale this? So the technology was really designed to do just that. And it's also like defining what over the top is, what connected TV is, what a smart yeah. TV is. Are you having a lot of brands and advertisers kind of say to you, what does this all mean? I mean, look, it used to be that that, that was the case, um, maybe even only a year ago. But, you know, the editorial is really sort of on top of, of this OTT game now. I think what's interesting is that it's being defined much more broadly than, than it is literally uh, the literal definition, right? So over the top really, really was meant um, as a, this is the way for you to bring the Internet in uh, that supersedes anything else you have coming through your television, and, and that's absolutely not the case anymore. You know, you have all of the traditional cable and satellite um, companies now providing an IP slash OTT, right, play um, in the right, living room. Right. So it's just been defined, it's expanded, the definition has expanded so much just in the last year. It, that's not the hardest part about this uh, marketplace, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know so much. So many of my colleagues spend so much of their time educating and defining things yeah. for everybody that it's great Absolutely. when the market 
starts to land it. Well, we're going to take a break in a moment, but when we come back, I'd love to hear from you some perspective on what are some of the trends that you're seeing in the business um, yeah. and where you guys are, are going to take it? Because there's been so many new mergers and so many different platforms. And, you know, what should we all be focusing on and what are some of the trends around that? So we're going to be back sure. in a moment with the fabulous Jacqueline Corbelli, friend of Pope Francis and also friend of many marketers and advertisers in the media business. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. What a wild and wacky studio audience we have. So we are back with the fabulous <laughs> Jacqueline Corbelli, who's the founder, chairman, and CEO of Brightline. And I was actually calling you the TV advertising change agent because so much of what you're doing is putting structure in a really crazy wild west of, of the media business. So what are some of the trends right now that you're seeing in the business that Brightline is sort of helping to you know shape? Yeah. Um, well, look, I think what's really interesting is what we are watching um, consumers migrate toward, which is really, it's interesting because there, there's a migration, but it's also sort of um, full circle as well, which is, you know, premium quality video, right, is something that, you know, people have, are showing a voracious appetite for. And when you look at what that content is, it's, it, it is more than not scripted, scripted programming, right? And, and how would we otherwise define scripted programming if it were not for everything else that's happened over the next 15 years? Well, we'd probably define it as TV, right? So, but what's, what's one of, one of the great trends, um, in terms of consumption of, of scripted programming is, is this whole, um, 
omni-channel quality of it, right? So, yes. um, you know, the, the most recent research, I believe, is, you know, continues to point to just how important mobile is to, to everyone. And I think, <clears throat> I think it's one of the big surprises that TV media moguls, right, um, would have ever predicted, right, in terms of mobile being such an important distribution point for premium content, right? So um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's maybe something that sounds surprising or ironic, but it's also very understand understandable, right? So we know we love television style content. We are watching more and more of it. Most of it is watched in the living room. Hence the you know the sort of excitement around OTT because our behaviors have changed so much as being digital consumers, and and we're not all digital natives, but there many of us are, right? Um, that we're happy that TV is finally becoming something similar to what we've been experiencing on tablet and on mobile. But, but in terms of this whole omni-channel piece, you know, it's not surprising in, in that context that mobile is becoming so important. The big thing to keep in mind is that there is a link, right? And, and in terms of the behavior where mobile is concerned and, qual- and quality content, it, it is the fact that it's tethered to this TV medium, not TV the appliance, but TV the medium. And I think, you know, that, that is a trend that we're all staring straight, straight at. And, and, and to your point, it's a nuance, right? It's a nuance in terms of what do we really mean by TV? You know, we're meaning, we mean TV as a medium, not TV as an appliance. And, <clears throat> and that's the trend we're seeing is this whole omni-channel migration. That's first. Um, I'd say second and right alongside it is the, is, you know, from an advertiser standpoint, what does that mean? Right. And, and the cool thing is that we're as close as we've ever been because of current trends to real attribution, right? So, um, you know, ad effectiveness, ROI, things like that, that, you know, television really has struggled with. And, and as digital has grown and expanded, you know, the, the ad dollars attached to it continue to grow exponentially. But no one has ever really been able to sort of sit back and say, wow, digital ad dollars are really killing it for us, right? So this idea that you can actually measure on an apples-to-apples side-by-side, right, um, basis across these various pieces of glass, if you will, right, um, is, is, a, you know, is the beginning of a, we, we see a big trend coming our way in 2017 around how, how is everyone cracking attribution. And so one of the things we love about our technology is that it is TV first. It's really tough for digital players to, um, to operate in the TV environment, right? TV doesn't trust uh, a lot of the digital players. We've been a TV first player from the very beginning, and our relationships reflect that. So it puts us in a great position where our technology is concerned and the way it was built to get to cross-screen, omni-channel, you know, across-the-glass um, attribution. Um, and so that's another big, big trend that we see um, taking hold and becoming big um, in 2017. And then I think the, the other thing is sort of, again, from a content standpoint, what's going to happen? You know, we talk about cord cutting, mini bundles. I mean, you name it, right? So how is this really going to shake out? <clears throat> from our perspective, Perspective, we're happy to say we're agnostic to that. Um, we, I, I hate to say we don't really care how it turns out, um, but but from the standpoint of, of how our technology works and how how it can serve the marketplace, um, it it we don't. We, 
it's okay, everything, it's all good, right? But in terms of how it really shakes out, I think people are really underestimating the, um, the position that the traditional guys are in, right? Anyone from the cable and satellite folks to the traditional networks, right? On one, on the former, they've got built-in subscriber bases that are very, very big. There may be a lot of cord cutting going on, but you have to define a lot. And it still doesn't erase the fact that the number of subscribers that these, uh, you know, these, if you want to call them legacy sort of delivery pay TV services have, it's big. So they will continue to be big. And, and the, um, the content itself, right? So if you're Disney or you're NBCU, right, um, you are sitting in a very, very sort of powerful seat, right? You've got what, you know, very high quality impressions, and you can sort of play all sides, right, to say, hmm, well, do I make more money from a pay TV service who pays me on a subscription basis? Or maybe I want to go out on my own, and maybe I want to be an ad-supported app, you know, um, and maybe I want to sell it like HBO. Maybe I want to make money my own way and not have to pay distribution costs. And so from a content standpoint, and a distribution standpoint in this new world, right? There's a lot that's going to shake out in 2017. And I don't think that anyone who predicts that it's going to be, you know, all with the content side um, or all with the distribution side um, could be, um, I I actually think it's going to be one of those roll the dice type situations. It's very, very hard to predict right now. Right. It's Um, so so crazy. Well, what about, um, are you seeing... Um, and I know you mentioned the premium content. Um, are you seeing the dollars coming from the broadcast side or the digital side, or is that not even a thing anymore? Have budgets now finally collided? I, look, budgets are colliding, and I think that the thing that you know, famous last words is in terms of it, you know, TV's going to to change. This is the year, right? The TV's going to evolve toward digital. I mean, look, if there's anything we've learned over the past decade, it's that TV's just different. It's just different. Um, and so what's great is there's uh, $70 billion of captive ad spend. That's, and I say captive because it almost seems that way, right? It's been attached to TV programming for all this time. And it hasn't gone anywhere, even as digital ad spending has grown. Um, but I would say that, you know, you know, the way that we've approached the marketplace, what we're observing is that as the uh, major networks are, um, you know, landing as apps in your smart television or, or however you stream, right, <clears throat> it becomes, I hate to use a business term, but a yield game for them to just enhance that inventory with some form of dynamic geolocator interactivity, right? Now that there is a platform like ours, right, that can get across the entire footprint, they're looking at that as a way to um, – uh, increase the value of the inventory they're selling. So we're seeing the demand come from the content side. And when you ask, is it broadcast, is it digital? It's really um, whoever's most popular in the living room. So Hulu used to be a web player, and now 76% of their ad streams are in the living room. So they're a huge digital player, and the demand is is very significant coming from them. And then beyond that, it's you know everyone who can't you know because they can right are in the living room first. So it's Discovery and it's a uh, it's ESPN, um, it's AMC, um, it, you know it's it's um, it's it's A and E. Like it's the big cable networks and NBC, big broadcast networks. I, I'm also 
uh, very blown away um, from the behavior side. So I teach at Loyola in um, in Southern California in the spring, Great. and I'm and I always ask them the first day what are what do they watch? And from four years ago, none of them knew any of the hot cable shows um, because yeah. you're kind of in a college bubble. Right. But but because Loyola and many other universities have done this have made deals so that um, HBO Go and I think Netflix are now part of like the university contract. And mm -hmm. so all the shows they named now were all the hot shows. And so the difference from like three years ago to this year, just because of that distribution node is a mind blow. So now all of a sudden you have these millennials and, you know, whatever you want to call the next ground or the next, um, mm -hmm. You know, tradition. Uh, what are they? They're called. Um, I have everyone I know calls them something else, but the uh, Gen Z. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I don't know. Or the plurals. Some people call them. I think Magid calls them the plurals because they're the first non-white generation. But all of them wow. now have, because of their universities, have exposure to TV packages that they might not even had at home. So mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you have this generation growing up with this completely different understanding of accessing content. And so, you know, do, do you feel like now all the brands and advertisers get that and that's why they're turning to you? I mean, I think that's a really big part of it because, as you know, I mean, millennials and Gen Z or whatever we want to call them are such a big part of the thinking of these big brands, right? And you could not be more correct. I see it myself when you ask, you know, someone you know, watching The Crown, what are you watching? They're saying, oh, I was just watching this TV show. So that, and that's what I, and that's what I was referring to in terms of TV, the medium versus TV, the device, right? And at that point, when you're, um, well, in, in that case, it's Netflix, but if, if it's um, Mindy Project, right? In that yes. case, it doesn't matter whether, you know, you, you want distribution, you want TV advertising, period. And you know what? The more um, exposure you can get across as many screens as you can do it, right? It's still a TV spend, right? And that's the way increasingly it's, it's being looked at is this is a TV spend, right? And or if you want to say digital, it's like digital across all screens. And I think, yes, I think that is why that collision that you were referring to is taking on some really interesting and sort of self-reinforcing um, trends where, um, you know, how, how these uh, ad dollars are being spent and how they'll grow toward the television equation. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I mean, I'm fascinated also by my colleagues who used to run digital at the agencies and are now running the whole agency. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Exactly. Isn't that something? You know. Yeah. Like all, like yeah. all my colleagues that were like SVP or EVP of digital are now literally running the agency. <laughs> and if you looked five years ago, you know, they were always like sort of the weird guy in the office, right? Yeah, right. Um, exactly. So, the and they're the most. Guy. Right. A digital guy. So we're going to take a quick break and be back with Jacqueline. And we're, I want to talk to you now about what trends you see across the board in media and tech that you think are adding to this to this swell, including some of the things that you're you're, you're in your own life you're seeing um, new devices, new new things that you're dealing with. So we'll be back yeah. in a moment with the fabulous Jacqueline, founder, chairman, and CEO of Brightline. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. And we are back talking to the fabulous Jacqueline Corbelli, who is the CEO of Brightline. And Brightline is focused on providing advanced television ad solutions um, to our fantastic, exploding, crazy world. And one of the questions I love to ask guests is what other trends are you seeing inside or outside of the space that you think are impacting consumer behavior and ultimately what we're talking about. And so, you know, what what's keeping you up at night, Jacqueline, or what are you excited about, you know, in the media and marketing and content space right now? Well, you know, I, I mean, I hate to be repetitive, um, but I have to tell you just in my own life, um, I think that, you know, it's sort of, from my perspective, almost obvious in the sense of how mobile has taken over our lives. And I think that the experience that we are growing accustomed to or have grown accustomed to in in the ways that we've you know sort of weaved mobile, our mobile phone into our into our day to day is is really um, informing the way we do other things, but also our preferences on how we do other things. And so um, I would say that you know thanks to Apple. Um, who was you know, sort of quickly followed by other players, of course. Um, you know, touch technology um, is has been something that we sort of, you know, take as almost, it's almost second nature to us. So anything that we, you know, we can do by uh, through simple touch or simplicity, right, in terms of interaction is, I think, you know, something that is reinforcing all the trends we were talking about before. I think that, um, you know, the fact that OTT, right, is, is being experienced as a viewer turning on their television and when they're connected to the Internet, they're seeing... Um, they're seeing um, uh, tiles, right, on, on their screen, it, just like they see tiles on their screen when they open their any phone at this point, right? Um, it's the same. It's the sort of, it's the parallel or sort of 
um, similar experience, right, that, that we have grown accustomed to um, interfacing with across these various screens. And, and mobile is the, is the king, right, um, in, in that regard. Um, so I think, I think that maybe we're all very, very close to this, and we don't necessarily reflect on it often. Um, but, you know, uh, so I have a Tesla, for example, right? The way the Tesla was designed is sort of taking the best of everything that's ever been done with a, an electric vehicle, right? And taking that to sort of, you know, to say the next level is understating it, you know, in a major way. But then to incorporate touch technology into this sort of um, dashboard that's kind of massive, right? Like a tablet, it's almost like a big tablet or computer screen, right? It's just, you feel like, wow, everything that you do that has that aspect to it feels really smart, right? So, um, and that really just takes you to the whole internet of things in general um, um, and sort of um, form is function, right? If you will. So if you look at you know, refrigerators that are smart. And you look at my toaster, for example, is now smart, right? <laughs> you just press a button and tell it, you know, you press a button and it automatically is programmed for the user in terms of how you like to have your toast. You know, it's, you know, I've got Nest in the, in the house, right? So, you know, everything is programmed, uh, programmed and, you know, my husband and I can, obviously we go, we're away a lot, we do a lot of traveling, and so you can actually do climate control for from wherever you are, or you can unlock certain parts of the house for whoever needs to get in, or whatever. I mean, it's just the Internet of Things, and the Internet in general is just do. You know, it's on. It's it's become this sort of this companion, right? That um, just continues to make our life simpler and simpler. Um, and so then you look at things like. Um, um, artificial intelligence, and you know, we used to look at that as sort of there is no such thing. I, yeah. I actually still technically and literally believe at the moment there is no such thing, just because everything that people say as artificial intelligence was actually taught by to, to do what they're doing by a human, so it can't it can't right, really right. be artificial. But but it's going there very quickly. You know, I mean, it's actually learning behaviors and then creating new ones, which is sort of to say, yeah, well. Now now it is sort of hugging the line and, and perhaps ready to move past it in terms of real artificial intelligence. So um, I think still the sort of promise and excitement is beyond the, the practical reality of it, um, but it's moving extremely fast. So um, in a year from now, maybe ask me again, and I'm, you know, we could be in a completely different place. So you know, some of those are some of the things that I think of. Do you think that uh, AI... And all of this connected IoT stuff is going to impact how consumers use, you know, the screen in the house. Will I walk in and say, I'm in a sad mood, play something for me? You Absolutely. know, will, will it ever get to that point? I do. I do think that it will. And I actually think that um, that they're very close on things, like sort of scarily close on things like that. You know, when um, I... I attend something every year in London called the Founders Forum and and um, and you know it's like a lot of places these inv- invitation only places for entre- tech entrepreneurs etc that are out there right now but what's cool about it is you start to you, you get the opportunity to sort of see where innovation is is really heading and so when you're looking at things that currently look a little cumbersome like they're sitting on your head but you know the the objective of it is to sort of read your brain waves and then your brain waves tell you know another computer exactly what you just said, you know, sort of like 
play me, you know, play me the music that I need to hear right now because I'm feeling blue. It actually exists, right? That that kind of technology already exists. And so I do think that that is on the horizon. I don't know how many of us will have it in, you know, want to buy it because it's in a form that looks, you know, cool and not like a contraption. I, I'm not sure about that part, but it's definitely <laughs> coming and it because and the technology is already here. Because I, I do feel the one weak area in all of this from a consumer's perspective is discovery, right? Absolutely. And, you know, and um, I, I'm still like, I just put on my Facebook, uh, what should I binge next? Because I just finished The Crown, which was amazing. Um, and so that and what's funny to me is also who responds to Facebook queries like that. And I think I had like, you know, 30 responses because people love to share what they've discovered. Um, and, and it was this long list of Amazon, Hulu, Netflix originals that, yeah. and also some broadcast television that people wanted, but it's hard, it's hard for me to find that stuff. Like, I don't know, unless I do I hear, have a, I have a big tip. I have a big tip. Tell call me, tell discover, me, call it discovery. It, okay. um, it's an app called fan TV. Okay. And it, it actually it. has um, been designed um, by the company who, called Rovi. Um, oh, who I know also, Rovi, yeah. Uh, acquired TiVo uh, not long ago. Um, and and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't through the TiVo-Rovi combination that this was designed. It was designed um, by Rovi. Um, Rovi actually is the company who created the, uh, the program guide, on that, the uh, electronic program guide on your screen uh, on, in any paid TV service um, uh, that, you, that you have in your home uh, and moved to something, you know, they knew, right, that the discovery had to change. And a, a lot of people know it, and a lot of people are working on it, by the way. But, um, but they are, you know, they've got an app that, frankly, I enjoy using and use often where, you know, whether it's a movie or television, right, it's all about com- uh, long-form video content. Um, and what you do, if you go on the landing screen, it'll tell you, here's, here's what's, you know, sort of... It's, they don't say here's what's hot because that's an old term, but but it'll 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 tell you you know what's streaming and popular right now. There's a search field of you know show me everything on original programming on Hulu, show me everything on Netflix, etc. And then you can actually so if your friend tells you to watch or you didn't watch The Clown yet or tells you to watch The Crown, um, you know you'll put in search for The Crown and it'll come it'll come back with not only the Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 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 uh, review, it'll come back to you with, here are all the ways that you can watch it, right? iTunes. Oh, I love that. It's so cool. And it'll tell you the, the different pricing, uh, everything. Um, so I recommend that highly as a very significant first step down the path of discovery. That, that's great. And I, you know, you, you kind of just solved it in many ways because I would like um, someone to just know what I want. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, no, I and, hear you. And I, I'm it's a big also, fan of sorry. all that stuff. Oh, no, I was going to say I'm just a big fan of, of helping me, like help me, you know? Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, it also has a it's, uh, has an API that um, will, you know, uh, link you back to, you know, new releases and then it knows where you are. So it tells you, you know, how close, where it, where it's playing close to you. And then the movie timetables, then it leads you to, you can buy tickets and the whole thing. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's all really wrapped up pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. 
And is it hard still to keep track of all the different players in your world right now? Like you mentioned Rovi and they're the guide and they were, they were, you know, selling ad solutions too. And it seemed like every connected player was TV player. Samsung LG was trying to sell their own connected TV solutions. Like yeah. has that thinned out these days and, and is um, it landing and coalescing? It is, it is thinning out. Um, um, but it is still uh, a web, right? And um, you know, I I feel fortunate because because we've been trying so hard in this um, in the in the TV world to help move it along, right? And technology's finally caught up. Um, we sort of evolved with it, and so it's 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 easier for us. I feel fortunate because I, I really feel like it's, we've made it our business very early on to stay very much in, um, in sync, right? Um, yes. With, with what's happening. But I will tell you, it's for somebody, you know, wanting to sort of move into, into the space. I do think it's challenging because you, you know, naturally you migrate toward the big players right now. And then you start to view the, the entirety through that lens, which I think is very, is very dangerous in terms of trying to provide something of real value to the marketplace because you're you're much closer to the solutions that work versus the problems that can be that are yet to be solved. Um, and so I, I see you know the herd has thinned, but of course new players are trying to get in, mostly digital um, digital players who really don't they they haven't really invested in an understanding of of what of where TV comes from and and what it really is and so it's interesting yeah, it's still a little Wild Westy, but starting to land. Well, we're yeah. going to take a break. Um, one more final um, uh, session with, with Jackie to talk about, um, you know, just wh- where, where are you up to and where are you going and where do you see the vision for Brightline? So we'll be back in a moment with the fabulous Jacqueline and uh, Pope best friend and, <laughs> and change yeah. agent um, in a moment <laughs> on the Tech Cat Show. <laughs> Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. And we are back with the fabulous Jacqueline. And Jacqueline, we were talking before about sort of the Wild West of this business and how there are a lot of players and it's starting to calm down a little bit. But I know you just led a successful Series A for your company. Um, What what do you think, you know, besides you being, you know, really good at what you do, (laughs) um, you know, why is the the investment money going in this direction? Like what's happening that, that, you know, this, this is all bubbling out this way? Yeah, listen, I'm I'm going to tell you, it is a very, very tough market out there for <clears throat> folks, you know, in the tech space needing to raise money. There's a lot of need, right? Um, it's very urgent for a lot of, uh, for a lot, especially ad tech players. Um, and so, first and foremost, I have to 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 say I'm I'm really really grateful um, that we were able to bring it together. I think the timing was absolutely critical. Um, we're looking at um, just a real uh, expansion um, of our business um, in 2017, and um, to be in the position to really you know ready ready ourselves operationally for it is is a real blessing, frankly. Um, um, in terms of how we made it come together, I mean, look, a little bit of all of this is luck, so I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to say otherwise, but we, 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 the luck that we experienced was that even though the, the, the majority of the, the, of the venture capital guys and, um, and angel um, funders, right, looked at ad tech as a real, oh, you know, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole because there's been, you know, there's been so much fallout in the ad tech um, space. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. People people invested big and then um, and fell hard, right? It, it was, it's really been very painful. You know, what we built in literal terms can be looked at as ad tech, but the reality is that what when you really look deeply at what we've built, we built it in a space that is burgeoning, um, that that behaves fundamentally differently to other to the digital platforms. Um, regardless of the fact that you know TV now becomes a digital platform, it's the TV platform, right? And that and TV is always going to look at itself that way. What we got kind of you know lumped in um, with with the ad tech folks, and so it made it very very hard. I think well, what I knew, and, and luckily what played out was that um, that there was a a significant handful, but but a handful uh, of of folks who really you know understood could see what was going on with television and sort of saw this as a, you know, as a no-brainer in terms of, you know, what was going to be necessary now that OTT was really here, now that streaming was really taking hold and adoption was really growing. And anybody who looked at TV didn't look at it without saying streaming almost in the same breath, right? There were those folks. And those are the folks that sort of, you know, sort of came to the table and said, yeah, I mean, at the right valuation, guys, we are in. And so when we priced it, you know, in a way that everybody felt good. We all felt good about where our starting point uh, for our Series A, and they felt really good about investing behind us. God, if I got like a big chunk of money, I think I would just go shopping. I mean, 
<laughs> it would be hard for oh me to be goodness. to be responsible. Now, um, where are you? Are you doing a lot of speaking now at the TV tech conferences? Like, how do you choose yeah, where to go, what to speak really, at? It's really heating up. You know, it's 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 really heating up. The um, you know, the places uh, where we're speaking now are you know are a little bit more. The digital, you know, conferences are very, very interested in hearing from people who are not just surviving in the ad tech space, but also, you know, um, have this emphasis on OTT because, again, it's just so few are tackling it in, 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 in the way that we are, and it's just because we're in the trench, right? We're able to share what it's really like, what's it really like to be, you know, um, you know in the crosshairs of all this, right? Um, so yeah, and but you know, so ad tech, of course, um, you know, CES is is coming up, and and we will have a big um, we'll have a big sort of uh, showing there. Uh, we view CES as a really a, a big coming out for for Brightline. We've we've been heads down for so many years, but now that we're spinning things up in a sort of major way to take it all to the level that it you know belongs, given. Now that the market is really here, we really, um, you know, really close friend and colleague uh, called Bam Breen says we gotta we gotta turn it on, right? It's time yeah. to turn <laughs> it on. So, so CES is a big coming is <laughs> a big coming out for us, and um, we're really excited about that. Um, and we're really very focused on making sure that the the collaboration and the dialogue taking place with all of the you know the the major networks at the highest levels um, as well as the um, uh, you know the big providers um, enterprise providers like Adobe etc are are happening and we're keeping them aware of how quickly things are moving for us. God, it must be so hard though to track who you need to talk to because everybody's role now has changed right yeah, and everybody owns true. different pieces has fingers in different parts of the that's the right. business so um you know you almost have to true. keep like a, a grid i would think yeah, we, of we, like we uh, keep many grids <laughs> <laughs> it's like 3d chess <laughs> so you're going to be at cst will you will a bright line go to a south by southwest as well is that a place yeah, that, south by that southwest you, is Definitely um, is now on our hit list. Um, we'll of course be uh, uh, at Con. Um, the upfronts are a big time for us as well. Now that um, you know that the these buys are are being put in a TV bucket as much as a digital one. Um, you know the TV buyers are, as I said, they're 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 really. Um, bringing everything to bear to to take keep hold right of of the powerful TV um, uh, buying dollars right so um, the upfronts become very important for us uh, in that context. It's so funny because you know how last year the year before everybody was like TV is dead, and I yeah. think that that it's just uh, you know what they were trying to define as TV has died, Absolutely. but you can't. You just you can't define it anymore, um, and and just just to share with our listeners, where do you go to keep educated? Are there any blogs or Twitters or any 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 uh, periodicals that you read daily that that really help you stay informed? 
You know, I read them all. I mean, I, I read uh, every. I have my search fields set up so that you know anything you know with my you know with my uh, you know search words uh, that you know send me everything on OTT, right. advanced TV, right? Um, streaming behavior, all of it, um, so that I can tra- you know, throw a wide net is what I is what I would suggest. Um, you know, and and there's everything from from um, uh, research, pivotal research, for example, to to even you know even Forrester uh, or um, and then eMarketer, right? Um, we of course you know are still um, you know looking closely at where. Ad week and, and ad age, you know, have their narrative, um, but le- more for the narrative in terms of what's the psychology of the advertising, um, you know, environment, right? Um, versus, you know, the more uh, the hard quantified um, data um, uh, and statistics around behavior and what and what is really getting traction out there. That is. Um a great, great um, sort of insights too, because I think when people want to keep in the know, they want to know who the people are in the know are reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, wrap course, up in read a moment. my blogs. My oh, blogs yeah, are yeah. on LinkedIn. So yeah, yeah. Tell tell us where we can we can we can track you. Are you t- twittering? Are you what are you doing? Oh to, yes, to we're we're, t- we're I'm twittering under um, JCITV, and um, I'm uh, on LinkedIn. Um, Jacqueline Corbelli on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, and so is Brightline. So, so Brightline uh, is uh, on LinkedIn on its own account. It's on uh, Twitter on its own account, um, and uh, as am I. And uh, and I uh, am a big, I'm a big, um, uh, in very big involvement with Instagram. Part of that has to do with the fact that I have three daughters, all of which are on Instagram and Snapchat. So, and Facebook. you have to pay attention, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are they all uh, tweens and teens? They are. Um, I have uh, 17, 15, and 12. Oh, wow. You're right. You're deep in the heart of it um, oh, right sure now. I am. <laughs> it's joyful. Well, it has been um, awesome talking to the fabulous Jacqueline Corbelli, who is the CEO and founder and chairman of Brightline, which is one of the hot, really hot advanced TV advertising solution providers around right now. And you just got major investment and really um, working with major brands, major media companies. So we're looking forward to hearing more from Jacqueline. And keep your eyes open for Brightline on all the social media platforms. Um, And Jacqueline um, will be be at CES. So if you're attending the Consumer Electronics Show, um, check out what they're doing there as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Jacqueline. That was such a pleasure. Thank you. And the rabid studio audience thanks you as well. (laughs) 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 Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 